Noise department. I show up to this party with all these college kids, and they're drinking Natty Ice, like shotgunning, and just trying to get obliterated. <laughs> and it ta- I, I'm like, this ice tastes terrible. And I just sit in the corner and watch them grow up on each other, drinking, you know, 4% uh, malt liquor. And then I'm sitting just judging. This is Thirst Trap, a beverage industry podcast. And I'm your host, Tracy Bradley. Today, our guest is Mike Gaddy. He works for... The Gambrinus Company. And tell us about that, Mike. Uh, So uh, I work for a uh, company that owns two little breweries, uh, one based out of Texas uh, called Shiner. Um, Just a little brewery. Little little brewery. It's been around for 113-something years now. Uh, As well as another um, actually kind of little brewery, um, but growing uh, out of Berkeley, California, called Trumer Pills. Two of my favorites. Mine as well. (laughs) Well, I hope so. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's easy when you sell what you love. Mike was kind enough today to bring frosted Trimmer Pills glassware and has poured us some ice cold Trimmer Pills in there. So cheers. Cheers. I love a breakfast beer. Right? It's bre- It's still oh, breakfast, it's right? Yeah. It's pre-breakfast <laughs> for me. Okay. <laughs> the life of a beer salesperson. And so how long have you been with this company, Mike? Um, so going on five years now. Through uh, the COVID pandemic and the beer world was a very tough one, as as you know all too well. Yes. Uh, a lot of changes happened, but uh company stuck with us. Um, I had a lot of crazy, bizarre health issues uh, that year, actually, myself. Uh, not really related to COVID, but they stuck with me and uh, stayed true and very, very supportive and happy to be on the other side of all that now. I'm very happy that you're on the other side of that now. I mean, you and I have been friends for a very long time. We have, yeah. Yeah. Um, just go toe to toe, but in the best way possible. I learned a lot of, uh, a lot of selling, you know, kind of techniques and etiquette. Uh, I think etiquette's the best way to put it from you, watching you. You did? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. How you, uh, how you engage and how you, you know, respectful with customers and stuff. And I like to think I already had a little of that in me, but you know, it was, um, it was, it was great to, to go work alongside you, even though we were selling opposite products. And then you were working for mother earth and you, came under the Johnson Brothers umbrella. I did. I got to launch that brand uh, more or less uh, here in Nevada. And uh, obviously, as you know, it's a, it's kind of a little bit of a monster now, which is fun. And um, yeah, had some good times working with you there. Yeah. On the same team for a little while. Yeah, we were on the same. T- we, we started against each other, yeah. but still friends. Because when you're in the sales industry, um, you always try to um, stay friendly with the competition because you, you never know. And plus, I'm just a nice person anyway. It's very hard not to like. Oh, that was fun. I really, I was so happy when you came over to Johnson Brothers and, you know, we were on premise. Off premise didn't, didn't know you the way that I did. Yeah, it was nice to have somebody uh, there that I, I was familiar with because, yes. again, I, I didn't really know anyone there other than you. <laughs> uh, so it was a little daunting walking into uh, to a whole, new, you know, new, new team. Um, but I appreciate your help there. Of course. So um, is there anything that's coming up that's new and exciting? No, um, I, that's, uh, that's, you know, never the answer that we want to hear. But um, I, I've, again, going into the end of the year, um, you know, budgets are tight. Um, doing a few less activations. Um, the main, my main focus is gearing up for next year uh, to kind of start the year uh, running, um, to put it mildly. Um, we've got a lot of exciting things on deck. Uh, I just booked a beer dinner for February which is way off, but it, I know it will be here like nothing. Um, I, uh, it's going to be at five, nine, five. I guess I can tease that out there. So, uh, if you're not familiar with that lovely establishment here in town, 
Uh, we're going to do a nice little collaborative dinner, and I'm pretty excited about that. But it's a little ways off. No date is officially set, but we're targeting February. It's going to so be a big deal. Is Matt still at 595? He is, Okay, yeah. so yeah. yeah, so 595 is a wonderful restaurant here in Las Vegas, and they uh, also have some great craft beer handles there. Absolutely. Our dear friend Matt uh, sees to it that the craft beer selection there is just absolutely wonderful and amazing and i would like a front seat to that dinner absolutely so yeah you keep me keep me posted and i will be there you're the first person to know outside of those four walls so so you had you did have an event though that you just did i did um just did an oktoberfest celebration uh to to kick off oktoberfest which is going on for another week or so um but yeah we're in the middle of oktoberfest right now in the in the states oktoberfest more or less goes until october 31st yes uh because we don't we don't necessarily follow uh all the good German traditions. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, um, Oktoberfest officially kicked off and uh, we had a nice little event down at Soul Belly Barbecue, uh, one of my favorite spots in town. Um, huge lover of my beer. Um, we've got a great, great uh, relationship with those guys. And uh, I did a lot of press and PR for that, which was a little daunting, uh, but it was fun. And it had in a, a, being a great event on a Monday night, which is always a tough sell, but um, the chef made some amazing food. Some of the things are still sticking around. Um, I got to see some bratwurst that uh, it was originally just for uh, just for the event. And I think they're going on the menu, but there was a whole tray of bratwurst uh, infused with uh, Shiner beer. Mm -hmm. So super excited to have those sticking around. So you you did an Oktoberfest celebration, but your company doesn't have an Oktoberfest beer per se. (laughs) Um, We do. Um, So we uh, we do make a first with Shiner uh, down in Texas. We make a a traditional Meritzen. very traditional Oktoberfest. Um, you know, Shiner is um, originally a German brewery, essentially. Um, it's everything we make, and that's what we specialize in. Uh, what we do best is German-influenced lagers, uh, sometimes a little Americanized, sometimes a little little changed up a little bit, but um, that's, that's where we come from. So we, uh, we keep it very traditional, and um, unfortunately, I got a very, very limited amount. Um, I believe they're on their last couple of kegs. Uh, so there's a really cool uh, Oktoberfest put on by the uh, the Huddle Brewery downtown, right next to Soul Belly, um, and it's uh, they they kind of started the idea and bounced around to a lot of us, us local uh, uh, brewers and suppliers. And as you know, we we try to play nice as much as we can, and we uh, we do get along with one another. So um, it's a real cool collaborative effort where you buy a mug and um, it costs fifteen twenty dollars, whatever it is. And then you bounce around to all these and basically do a bar crawl and your refills are only five bucks. And it's all traditional German beers called Oktoberfest. So hopefully the first. Oktoberfest. Okay. That's cool. cool Because it's in the arts district. All right. I like that. That's It's got a bunch of great spots. All, you know, like nice little bar crawl. And they all have unique beers every spot. So, you know, Abel Baker will have their beer. Uh, I believe Silver, I think Silver Stamp's involved. Uh, So all the really fun, you know, usual suspect beer spots down there. Uh, Great little bar crawl. Yeah, I like Abel Baker. I like well. I like everything that's down there. I mean, I I haven't spent too much time in Huddle. I I don't really have a good reason why. There's yeah, no they're good reason. they're new to the scene. Um, relatively new. Um, they, they you know they open in the midst of, of of COVID and the pandemic, and so a lot of struggles going against them. So I'm I'm glad to see them uh, raising the bar and everybody. You know, every every brewery that succeeds in this town makes beer better. That's what happens. And um, as you know, I'm a huge proponent. If I'm not if I'm not drinking my beer, I'm drinking a local beer, um, as much as possible. Um do generally stick to mine but uh and i love that i've got the friends down there and a lot of times they drink my beer and we can trade sometimes it's fun yeah every time i travel i always try to find a local brewery 
just to see what's out there because you know there's just so many totally small craft breweries. I found some craft breweries in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, when Indiana there actually had a great beer scene. Yeah. They, it, it, you wouldn't think that they would, but yeah. they really they do. Right. And yeah, so that's fun. Um the Hoppy Gnome oh. in Fort Wayne, Indiana oh, is fun. one of my favorites. All right. Yeah, I don't know them. And you can bring your dog. Oh, that's always a plus. That's always yeah. a plus. Yeah. That's that's kind of a prerequisite for me liking a uh, a brewery is they've got to be dog friendly. So before Mother Earth. I was uh, with a local distributor, um, a small family owned uh, distributor uh, called Bonanza Beverage. Uh, I was with them for about five years. Um, yeah, that's where I cut my teeth in the, uh, the beverage industry. Uh, learned a lot and I'm very, uh, very thankful to, to those, uh, those folks. They've since kind of uh, dissolved and split off their brand. So uh, the cool thing is I still get to work with some of them. The guy that actually hired me, um, you know, he, he works for them and he's with the team and he, uh, he's a, he's a great, great asset. Um, Mr. Kevin Flynn, um, I kind of, you know, he's one of those people we get on a first name basis, especially in the beer world, but he, he will always be Mr. Flynn to me. Um, and he's one of those people I have the, uh, the utmost respect for, for giving, you know, he, taking a chance on me and not knowing anything about the beverage industry. I've never been behind a bar formally, uh, never done anything like that. And, uh, jumped in and, uh, took me a little while to, uh, you know, I sold some products that, that maybe I didn't love drinking, but uh, I learned a lot and learned how to sell and wrote some orders, lots of lots of order writing. Order writing. Um, but I still uh, still got to, you know, dabble. And my, my whole goal all along was to get into the, the craft beer uh, side of things and work for a brewery. And I've gotten to work for a couple now. I couldn't be happier. It's still a lot harder than uh, than it seems. Everybody thinks we uh, all we do is go out and drink and oh, yeah, right. which we do plenty of that. Um, but there's a lot more, um, a lot more going on. Yeah. I, I, at one point, somebody actually reached out to me by text and said, is your job even real? Like not knowing all the facets <laughs> of everything that we do all day long. I mean, some, I mean, yes, it's real. I was in account selling my water for Nevada beverage you know, side by side with the reps to sure. get the product in, to get them, get more money in their pockets to do the things. And it's very real. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And I mean, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm, I, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. Um, right. But yeah, it is one of those funny things that people like, yeah, that's all you go do is go out and drink. And like, no, no, there's a lot more. I, it's one of those, <laughs> I'm on call all the time. Yeah. And you know, being living in a, a city that works 24 seven, um, you get some of those calls 24 seven. So, so you do what you got to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Work on the fly. So Mike. Yeah. What was your gateway beer? Um, Sierra Nevada pale ale. Um, but there, there was kind of two, um, and it was, you know, probably younger than I, I should admit, admit publicly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I discovered, um, I craft beer very, very early in life. Um, there was a, a small, very small brewery, uh, in Modesto, California called St. Stan's. Uh, they brewed a beer called Red Sky Ale and that was just my jam. Are um, you from Modesto? Do we have to be public about that? Not my proudest thing, but yes, I am. Well, no, I'm familiar with Modesto <laughs> because, um, so Taryn's great grandparents lived in Modesto. I think she I've may have spent a lot of that. time in Modesto. Yeah. Yeah. It's Modesto's not so. And, just, and, and there's a town near there called Tracy. There is. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in Tracy. <laughs> so I have, I have a uh, signs. That sounds terrible. Now entering Tracy. <laughs> 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 no, 
now leaving Tracy. Yeah. 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 Um, Most of my life was, uh, was spent in the Central Valley in California. Okay. Born and raised there. Yeah. Things that I didn't know about my daddy. Right. Yeah. Not always the first thing on the resume is like the little weird farming town you came from that has, is known for some <laughs> terrible people. No, I mean, it's a gallows from Modesto. That's you true. You know, yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some good, there, oh, yeah. there's good stuff there. George Lucas. We've, yeah. We've got, there's, it's, there's good stuff yeah, there. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's just, I guess if you're from there, then you're just like. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm on 15 years here. So it's kind of one of those people ask and I, it's like, yeah, just consider me a local. I'm not. I wasn't born and raised, but I'm pretty in. I wasn't born. I was raised. Raised, Right, right. I was raised. Yeah. Fourth grade. Okay. I think that counts. Yeah, for sure. I'm a native. Yeah. Yeah. I went back for the first time um, in many, many years, over 10 years. Uh, I just went back for the, to see a friend and uh, got to hang out and go to some of my old haunts. And oh, some of them hadn't changed and some of them, a lot of them hadn't changed, which was kind of nice, but also kind of sad. Like, it's just one of those like, oh. And, you know, again, living in a town now that changes, it seems like every six months, like, oh, that bar is gone or that restaurant's gone or I love that place and it's gone. Uh, it was kind of kind of neat to go back and be like, oh, this is a, this is still here. You guys are still serving the same bangers and mash and they're amazing. And right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's some of that. Um, but it was it was fun. It was a good, good little trip. Don't need to go back uh, anytime soon. I don't think I got it <laughs> oh out God, of my system. Good. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It's nice to see that they have uh, their beer scene has evolved up there too. There's some really good, uh, really good breweries. Oh, good. I think. Did you sell Dust Bowl for a while? I think at Johnson Brothers. Yeah, I think they were Johnson Brothers. Dust Bowl. It might have might have been later. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. They're they're in Turlock. They're doing some good stuff. They're down there. Turlock. Yeah, Turlock. The the, the, (laughs) was it the city of excitement? Something like (laughs) they have something like that as their tagline. I can't remember what it was, but it's uh, yeah. Is it really exciting? It's not. There's there's a, a university it being there. Especially exciting. Yeah. Um. That that's a. T- I have not been there in twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when you know my last time in the valley, it was just one. I was like, there's no no reason to go south. We moved north through uh up through Sacramento and had some stops along the way through the valley. But yeah, still still a California guy. So your gateway craft beer was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I, I attributed to that. It, there, there might've been some other things. Um, Sierra celebration, um, obviously yes. was the most impactful one. Um, uh, my, my, you know, my dad, uh, I grew up, my dad drank Miller high life. He was a high life guy. Okay. Uh, and then when Miller genuine draft came out, I was, I was just kind of dating myself a little bit here, but I remember the ads and just remember the frost cold thing. And he got turned on to that and that just MGD became his thing. And, um, I, I, I even, you know, just remember just the beer transitions kind of knowing and like, okay, he was this, he drank this. Now he drinks this, but he always had it always, uh, the same beer, um, as, as he was, uh, you know, popular at the time. Now we, you know, I've got 14 different beers in my fridge right now, at least, um, you know, pretty much at any given time. Um, but my, my story and my discovery is, um, I worked at a grocery store and, uh, I, I, you know, what we, what we said in the days is like, we kind of had a hookup and maybe, you know, I was underage. I'm not going to say, um, <laughs> but I had, I had a, a, somebody there that, uh, that said, Hey, I can get you whatever you want. Um, what do you, what do you want? And in my, um, you know, kind of, uh, lower income upbringing, I'm like, well, the most impo- expensive thing must be the best thing. So I saw yeah. this six pack, but my, that's what my brain mm-hmm. did. 
So I saw the six pack that's eight ninety nine, and at the time, like a six pack of beer or whatever it was, it was it was a couple dollars more than your your Keystone Light with the college kids I was going to go hang out with. Uh-huh. Uh, so I picked out the you know the most expensive thing. I want that, and you know I was making good money at a, at a grocery store actually uh, as a as a a, a young lad. Uh, but yeah, uh, had those uh, that access to some beers early on, and I show up to this party with all these college kids, and they're drinking. Natty ice, like shotgunning and just trying to get obliterated. <laughs> and it tastes, I'm like, this, this tastes terrible. So I crack open my um, Sierra Nevada pale ale uh, and or celebration. Again, the memories are fuzzy. Can't understand why, but uh, it's been been a minute. And um, I, knew, I do know it was a Sierra Nevada and people are like, what is, and I won't say the things, terrible things they called me. They, they made fun of me. Like I show up to are a party with beer? beer to share. Yeah. And I show up with this fancy bougie beer. I wish they called it bougie. Uh, but it was, it was bad. And I was kind of ridiculed and I just sat in the corner and watched them grow up on each other, drinking, you know, 4%, uh, malt liquor. And then I'm sitting just <laughs> judging. I'm like, this tastes good. I really like this. Like, this is, this is different. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it, it made me feel, um, a little, you know, elevated, I guess at the time of like, oh, I'm, I picked something better and I would rather have one of these at, you know, a, even a higher price that has flavor that I enjoy. And instead of watching this scene that's uh, developing in front of me. So um, I just grew um, to learn, uh, to, to love, not even to learn, but I, you know, discovered craft beer and um, all the wonderful things that came out of it. Uh, a few years later, um, had my first uh, Arrogant Bastard uh, by Stone Brewing Company. Um, I'm sure you know that one well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, my, my then girlfriend bought it for me and she's like, oh, look, they bought, they, they brewed a beer named after you. <laughs> Um, I said, great, great. That's, uh, that's not what I was going for. And you know, she was, she was kidding. I, I hope. Yeah. But uh, like, so your dad was Miller high life. Isn't that the champagne of beers? Absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's, um, it had a little resurgence. I was, I was proud to bring that. I brought that back, um, on draft. Um, we were the official beer of bunkhouse when the bunkhouse reopened, uh, nice. several years ago. And I fought I miss Jillian. I do too. She was such a sweetheart. Where is she? I don't know. I haven't heard from her in a while. I think she went off the grid. I hope mm-hmm. she's doing well, though. Yeah, I hope she is. Yeah, she was. She was one of my absolute favorite people to ever deal with, personally and Same. professionally. Just yeah, just she's a complete just sweetheart and absolutely cared. Ball of energy and just kind and awesome. And I hope she's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. There was. A, I did an event um, at Bunkhouse. The the you know, like, it's one of my favorite places that we've ever had in town. And uh put together this little event and then she got wind that it happened to be my birthday and I wasn't trying to make it like a birthday celebration and it turned into it's still it's still like legitimately the highlight of my life um and she just kind of like ran with it and reached out to all the uh the supply I think you were there you came for that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw you that night I think I did I can't remember what I saw but it was it's still the <laughs> the best night of my life um, there may or may not have been alcohol involved that evening if. so yeah, just if a good, it's a good little fuzzy that. then that's okay yeah, it was a great, great time. Okay, yeah, and so in your opinion, is there anything in the local beer scene that really stands out for you? Um, I, I love that that we're we're continuing to get better. Um, this this town has been very, very far behind. Um, I remember when I first moved here, um, the the you know first beer I ever bought from from Las Vegas was a uh, now from a now defunct brewery uh, that ended up actually ended up making amazing beer. Uh, and fortunately their, uh, their brewers are now brewing at other breweries throughout town, which is so great. Again, talking about, you know, just how people, uh, kind of move around and we all stay close. 
Um, but there was this green apple lager, and it still Ooh. might be the worst thing I've ever tasted. Oh, um, it was bad. It was bad. Oh. But that was my Im- immediate. Right. In, uh, like, I, I oh, cool. I'm going to fun. go to my my local uh, neighborhood liquor store in in my little neighborhood and buy this um, green apple. It might have been an L. I don't know what it was. It was not great and, you know, very sweet and basically like kind of like poor loco in a weird oh, way. No. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't a highlight. But again, they turned around and may end up making great beer as as everybody, I think, um, has struggled. And we, you know, we don't the, most of the beer, most important ingredient is water. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you start with bad water, which we don't have the best water. If we're talking about Las Vegas tap water, not so it's good. not the greatest. So. Yeah, I think that's that held us back for a long time, but fortunately, science, yay, um, has has yeah, elevated, science. and our community is elevated by by you know challenging one another. And you know, if you see a brewery down the street doing something, you're like, I want to do it better, and not necessarily to oust them, or but just like, hey, that's a great example of a of a pilsner. And um, you know, I get to sell my favorite pilsner, and it's great when I have brewers that are friends that are also brewing great pilsner tell me that they love the pilsner I sell. Um, and we tried to re- you know, base our recipe on, on kind of, kind of like Trumer. Um, that's always a, you know, a real flattering thing, even that's though nice, I don't brew, yeah. uh, I still, it's still part of my heart, but yeah, our, our scenes really come up. Um, I'm good friends with Tim and the big, the guys at, uh, at, uh, Tanea Creek, as well as, uh, big dogs and, you know, uh, Tom Harwood, uh, is a relatively new head brewer down at bad, a bad beat brewing in Henderson. Okay. Um, and he's doing some great things. Um, he just brewed, uh, my favorite IPA in town. Uh, I know I'm not supposed to say that. Sorry, everybody. But, uh, you know, Carlsbad is amazing. So mm-hmm. he just brewed that uh, a couple months ago. So I think they might still have some of that down on draft. Uh, but a super clean, classic West Coast IPA, an homage to uh, to San Diego and all the classic okay. uh, breweries down there that, that, you know, really developed that style. So shout out to Tom and uh, and the great things he's doing. I look forward to more of his IPAs. I am looking forward to wet hop season. Absolutely. We're in it. I know. Yeah. So where, where can I go for some good wet hop? I, I believe, as far as I know, and I'm, I apologize if I'm missing anybody, but Craft House, uh, they have their Stratocaster. And I believe it's tapping this weekend or, or really, oh, really nice. soon. Um, it should be out anytime now. So, yeah, I yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited. I'm always excited for this time of year because wet hop is. Same. Yeah. I learned about wet hop. Guess where? I'm thinking Mother Earth. No. No. Because theirs was pretty stellar. Sierra Nevada. Oh, okay. I went to yeah, the yeah. brewery there oh. and I learned all about wet hop. Oh, that, that like, smell. It's heaven. What is this? Yeah. So uh, for you out there that do not know what I'm referring to, wet hop season, you have to harvest the hops, transport them, and have them in the brew in 48 hours. It's like a very small window, but that's how you get the flavor. So and it comes through. It's undeniable. It does. Yeah. Um, so Sierra Nevada has a stand-up one that's just just blew my mind. My first wet hop was Sierra Nevada. So now, because I know this, I always look for it in the sure. fall every year just to see. And I mean, so downtown Hop Nuts had a really good wet hop a few years yeah. ago. I haven't been there in a minute. So Kevin, I'm I was sorry. Last night. Mike was there last night. Victoria so. is great. Yes, but, she is. Yeah. yeah. So I will be looking for some wet hop. Yeah. I, I hope we get to get a little more. Like I said, as far as I know, the only local one is, uh, is down from craft house. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, I'm sure we'll get some, uh, some other ones from out of market 
Uh, and it's always fun, especially, you know, just how diverse hops are now. Um, I was up in Reno last week and I tasted one um, from Beechwood. It was spectacular and not like any other wet hop beer I've ever had. Um, it was it was a little a little more balanced, I think, than I expected because uh, the hot wet hops can kind of be a punch in the face, which I, I'm not I don't shy away from. Um, but but I like the, the this one was really nice and balanced. You don't shy away from getting punched in the face. Not at all. Sign me up. <laughs> okay. Well, this was fun, Mike. I'm Absolutely. so glad I got to see you today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. And just a quick note before we wrap up. If you hear this in time, Mike will be pouring Scheinerbach and Trumer Pills at the Downtown Brew Fest this Saturday, October 7th in Las Vegas. It gets started at 5 p.m. and there's info at downtownbrewfestival.com. I'm Tracy Bradley, and that's the Thirst Trap Podcast. Produced and edited by Gonzo Greg Spillane for Noise Department. Our theme music is composed and performed by Jose Torres. Please like and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts and share with your friends and associates in the beverage industry or anybody who drinks things. You can always visit and contact me at thirsttrappodcast.com and you can find links to all the socials there as well. Till next time. Cheers.